Welcome to another episode of Two Heels in a Face Wrestling Podcast. Before we begin today's episode, we want to let you know that here at Two Heels in a Face Wrestling Podcast, we do not condone racism, and we stand behind and we stand with the Black Lives Matter movement. In an effort from us to reduce noise from social media, we decided to hold back our episodes a week, and we will now begin to release them on a weekly basis like before. Please make sure to stay informed and make sure your voice is heard. <laughs> era, era, two heels in a freeze. One, two, three, four, uno, no, three. I know you want me, you know I want you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Years in a Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, we have a very special guest, a person who has not joined us in over two years. Yes, I went, I went back. Chris and I went back and we listened to, we checked the tapes. We listened to the old uh, audio recording of us and Tony Rican. We have Tony Rican back on the podcast. Tony, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. It's, uh, this time we're not at his house. That's right. the only difference here. I do got to get you guys over the summer. I had my whole backyard redone. I got a nice deck patio. Uh, I got the smoker and the grill set up. So just let me know. I literally am posting free weekends. Just come. Just <laughs> let me know you want to come, and I'll cook. I'm going to throw down. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Know, uh, Nick Cutler, the wrestler from Indiana, Dark Horse Nick Cutler. Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar, yeah. He's actually coming over this weekend with his family. It's, uh, he's getting ready for a pro bodybuilder competition. And he's going to use his refeed cheat day to come here. I'm going to be making a pulled pork burger with a hot pepper habanero jelly. Wow. <laughs> sounds too sexy. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. I would definitely get on some of that. And speaking of, I, 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 it's funny, you went, when you were announcing that, you went right to the, right to the, like, your voice, your, you have like a presentation voice. I felt like the presentation voice kicked in during that. And it, it kicked it up a notch. I do. I joke. I say there's like Tony Virgis, which is my last name. And then there's Tony Rican, which is my first and middle name. And they're two totally different people. Yeah. So like <laughs> if I'm, you know, when I was wrestling and when I'm doing the, the YouTube stuff or when I'm out in public for the cooking or wrestling, I'm Tony Rican. When I'm chilling with my wife, I'm Tony Virgis. <laughs> right. And well, let me tell you that both personalities are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we were just, uh, not too long ago, we were just talking to Trent and Basil, and Trent has your opening of your videos down, like, pat. <laughs> Have you heard it? Have you heard him do your, your opening? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't know it was I. He, he, he did one, no. I heard that he was ripping on my tattoos. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, was he? I don't know if that was I don't remember that. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he has the the cadence, like the cadence down. The what's up, guys, and then like going into the the end of the whole flow. So I didn't know if you if you'd heard is, it. Is I get comments on my YouTube about that where people are like, "Ah, I hate how you talk," and then they'll comment two times later, like, "I just realized you're a pro wrestler. I totally get it now." <laughs> <laughs> the tr- look at those trolls! Look at those trolls coming back and correcting themselves. I love it. <laughs> it's great. So, so yes, yeah, so I mentioned two years. Well, Chris, first, how are you doing? I wanted to just check in with you like I always do. I am doing well, brother. I am drinking a Modelo. I told you earlier that I, I have a few Modelos in the fridge, but I okay. also, I am jumping back on the low carb 
slowly making my way back to the low carb because this quarantine and these pounds are just adding up way too fast. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Believe it or not, I'm not trying to uh, not make you feel any worse but I've, I've actually lost a few pounds in the quarantine. I don't know what I think it was. I think it's my fiance working out and making me feel like a slug. So I feel like I have to then. Um, so I'll blame her for the guilt, but, um, Tony, I was listening to the episode we did with you two years ago when we did come back and literally it got to a point where we, you were talking about like books and things you wanted to do. And you did, I think mention, I think maybe what the book came out to be, the idea you mentioned was like a little bit different, but you did mention like a simple, like kind of Puerto Rican cookbook. And I, 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 is it, is that what kind of like came out and produced? Is this like two years in the nope. making? Okay. So what ended up happening is I, I, there is a, a lady in Elgin who does like Puerto Rican catering. And it's one of those like where she uses a professional kitchen and does like meal services and stuff. And um, I said, Hey, you know, I asked her, do you want to do a cookbook together? And at first she was like, yeah, let's do this. Let's throw down because obviously she knows more recipes off the top of her head than I do. But then when it came down to it, she vanished. Like mm. she just like vanished completely. And then no lie, like, what was it? November, uh, Calisto Media, who is the owner of Rockridge Press, emailed me and said, hey, do you want to do a Puerto Rican cookbook? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> why <laughs> you know yeah. and so it kind of just went from there and um they said okay you know they they had me submit a writing sample and, and a recipe and then they checked the recipe to see if it was um plagiarized oh. you know to see if it is my recipe if i was plagiarizing <laughs> something hmm. and they were like okay cool this is not plagiarized so they ended up uh offering you know making me an offer and everything and uh god what did i have to do i had to do from Thanksgiving to New Year's, I had to write 31,000 words. Okay. So, Yikes. Okay. Yeah, that's a short amount of time, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was rough. It hurt, but I did it. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, and that's awesome that I think – and last last time we kind of had you on, you know, you, your YouTube channel, Average Guy Gourmet, had a, had a ton of momentum. Uh, for those listening, too, Tony Rican – involved in the, in the Chicago local independent wrestling scene. So if you're new to this podcast and you're wondering who the hell this guy is. Yeah, yeah. You, I've, you, I've wrestled <laughs> from, God, 2001. And te- I, technically, I technically retired when I was 40, which would have been um, 2014. Okay. But then I did one more match with Horning after that when he was retiring. Right. I remember that um cool and so yeah and it's cool though you so and, and just kind of relating to the the two years right we're bridging the gap between that first interview right. and the second one and it, it started getting momentum and started rolling so it's cool the fact that you mentioned that like you know someone was talking about this with you they want to they vanished or like you said but then just a you you you've do you feel like you're you're you've built such a such an entity now that people are these opportunities are just kind of flowing flowing in and this person just reached out to you out of nowhere and said that like i do get a lot of people reaching out to me um i I say a lot but not a lot but more than i would think like um i people are like hey we got this product do you want to test it do you want to do an unboxing review blah 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 you know, all these things. And it's like a lot of them, I say, no, it's just because I know I'm not going to get around to it or like, what am I going to do with it when I'm done? Things like that. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, 
most of them are for trade off for the product. Here's the product, do the review. And it's just like, again, what am I going to do with the product? I don't want it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but it, it's to the point where like, I really want to get like a business manager. When I say business manager, I really mean like a salesman, somebody to go out and get these offers. Right. Because like with the book, with things like that is these companies are coming to me. So I thought, man, if I had somebody who knew what they were doing to actively go out and get them, where would that take me? Right. Because I really do think I'm at that cusp where it's time to, to be proactive instead of just have people coming to me. Mm-hmm. And so like an agent or sales agent, would that be? Yeah, exactly like that. Because exactly, um, you know, hey, you go get me a, a deal for X and you keep X and we're both happy. Right. And I remember two years ago, since we keep referencing that, that one time I was listening to it and you mentioned at that point you had around 2000 subscribers to your YouTube channel. And now two years later, you're at nearly what? 18,000. Yeah. I'm closing on 18,000 and my Facebook has over 44,000 followers. Wow. That's that's a huge jump. Yeah. (laughs) That is, that is what, how much X like in in every year, like 10 X. So, it, it, it's it's exponentially increasing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, my day job is I'm a data analyst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember like, that. Mm-hmm. Creating forecasts and, you know, highs and lows and basing goals off of those. And it's the it's rough because the exponential growth, especially like with this quarantine, my what I had expected to do, I, I almost tripled. So it's like I'm looking at these numbers and um, – you know, one year it took me five thousand. It took me all year to grow five thousand. Then the next six month, it took me that, that six month to grow that next five thousand. Right. So where it took me, you know, so the, the time keeps getting shorter and shorter. Where I was getting three hundred fifty subscribers a month, now I'm getting seven hundred fifty subscribers a month. Just two months later. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's just like it's starting to pick. That the quicker it goes, it just keeps getting bigger quicker. Yeah. So so what do you I mean because also the the key thing that I've noticed from average guy gourmet is that you are consistent in publishing these recipes. Yep. Oh yeah, no matter what, no matter what, every Monday and Friday on YouTube and every Wednesday on Facebook. It doesn't matter what's going like I went to Puerto Rico and I was in Puerto Rico for 7 days but my stuff still came out because yeah. I had filmed a whole bunch of stuff ahead of time and set it up all scheduled. So even though I was gone and not mm-hmm. around the channel kept flowing as if I had not gone on vacation. Like, how do you come up with so many recipes? And are all these recipes like on YouTube or book exclusive? Like, how did you manage to, to balance so, that? Like, a lot of it is my wife and I see things we like, but we want to tweak it. We're like, mm-hmm. okay, that's cool, but what can we do with this? Mm-hmm. Or like, um, I, I'm a huge burger lover. Like, yeah. I love burgers. So I always try to come up with new types of burgers. I think I have almost a hundred burger recipes on my YouTube. And the same thing with the idea of an egg roll. I love the idea of stuffing something into an egg roll wrapper and deep frying it. Like, <laughs> put stuff in there that's going to make sense and work. So I've got a ton of egg roll recipes, you know, and it's, some are like dessert egg rolls and, you know, like I, mm-hmm. you know, some lend themselves naturally like crab rangoon egg rolls. Other ones, not so naturally. I think I made like a, a loaded mashed potato egg roll. Cause I just wanted to see what would happen, you know? <laughs> I'm so happy I ate before we did this. I'm so happy I ate before we did it. I would just be like, okay, Tony, that's it. I need to wrap it up. Need to go to my fridge. <laughs> uh, has the, has the quarantine helped or hindered like anything in you, your, any, in your life? The first three weeks of quarantine, me, I, I had 
talked to several people on YouTube who had cooking channels. We all tanked. Like they tanked the first three weeks. But then the problem is right around the fourth week of quarantine is when my book went into pre-sale. So it was up on Amazon. So I cannot attribute saying, hey, people resigned to being in quarantine to watch more or the book created more buzz about me. So, you know, but mm. at about the third or fourth week of quarantine, things just shot up. Yeah. So it could have been a combination of people were just settling in. So my channel was doing better and the book, or it could have been one or the other. I don't know. Okay. Listen, I see it's, it's hard when you have factors. two variables like that at the same time to attribute anything to one. Right. So let's pivot, let's pivot to the book. Tell us everything we need to know about the book. The, the whole elevator spiel. Like if someone is just tuning in for 60 seconds, what do they need to know about the book? This is 100 recipes from Puerto Rico, broken down, made really easy, so anybody can follow it. Um, these are mostly my dad's recipes. I had okay. to go out and look you up and figure out some things about them, but this is mostly my dad's cooking um, and the things my dad taught me or wrote down for me. So, and a huge thing about Puerto Rican cooking is family to family, region to region, everybody tweaks it a little bit different. So these are my family's versions of these recipes. Okay. And yeah, you said, and notice that you said not plagiarized, right? So right. what if, but what if though, like, mm-hmm. the, so you're saying that there's no one who's published a book in the world that has the exact same Puerto Rican recipe as you. They might have the same, like, you know, uh, let's say uh, Hibaritos. They might Mm -hmm. have them, but they don't have them the exact same way as I do. Okay. And it can can be something as small as like an extra pinch of salt that makes it different. Right. It could be just something a little bit, is some things a little, because they don't want a recipe that's exactly the same that's already out there. Okay. And what they did is to determine that to make this book is, they're a data, a data company and they did keyword searches saying, okay, here's the keyword searches. And there was a big gap in Puerto Rican cooking. Ah, keyword so, gaps. I know about that. Mm-hmm. So, Sorry, I'm an SEO. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is there was only two cookbooks out there for Puerto Rican cooking. One, which was 60 years old and one's 40 something years old. Oh, so that really so that, needed a re-up. Yeah, well, I mean, there's smaller books, but nothing that's got any oomph behind it. So they decided, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to fill this gap in. Okay. And I mean, I found they couldn't have found a better candidate who is ingrained, obviously, in that culture and that food and the heritage and the history and everything like that. Um, if uh, you read the book, and this is one of the reviews, and yeah. I didn't even realize I was doing it, is I do put a lot of personal stories of my family and how I first tasted things or, nice. you know who loves what my family and why we love this dish or that dish, things like that. So you get to learn a little bit about me too. That's awesome. Yeah. I was, that was one of my questions about what, what's the buzz been uh, surrounding it? Like what f- kind of feedback have you received? The biggest problem with the book and I'll, I'll go, I'll go into the detractors because they're legitimate okay. detractors is the publishing company didn't use because I didn't take the photos. They did. And the okay. biggest detractor, the biggest uh, negative is there's not enough photos in the book. Okay. Which, like my wife said, she goes, if she gets a cookbook, she likes to see photos of everything that's in there so she knows if she wants to make it. Oh, yeah. So, that, and that's the thing is, one of the biggest uh, detractors of the book is that there's not enough photos of everything. Okay. So, I wish they had taken more pictures, but the biggest positive is it really is so simple, anybody can do it. That I broke it down to such a simple point that a novice can make Puerto Rican dishes. 
Yeah, and that's and perfect. I mean, that aligns with the average guy, guy gourmet brand in general. Yes. Yeah. As I was uh, looking through the the digital copy of the book, uh, because I had told Charlie that eventually, I, I, in this upcoming weeks, I want to I want to cook something out of the book, right? And, you know, I have to get it approved by the CEO of the household, which is Carla. <laughs> uh, there so are very few low-carb recipes, just so you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I, I like burgers, too. So if there's some Cheat burgers day. in there. But no, I did, you know what, though? We got some good stuff, like some uh, crab and avocado salad, things like that. Okay, okay. So because one of the things that I noticed at some point is like, oh, like these foods, you, you only need three ingredients. Right. Four. There's a whole chapter of five ingredients or less. Yes. That's where I was like looking through. I'm like, okay, this yeah. is easy enough to make. Like, it, it really is. There's a whole chapter of just like, I want to say there's what, 15 to 20 recipes of just mm-hmm. a few, few ingredients. Because they, they, they wanted it put together a little different. They said, hey, we don't want to do it breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, or appetizer breakfast. They said, we want to do it so like, you know, you got 30 minutes to throw something together. So you got to, ha- you have to have a recipe that's less than 30 minutes. So that's a chapter. Mm. Oh, you know, okay. they, they said, mm-hmm. Hey, we don't have anything in the house. We only have a couple ingredients. So that has to be a chapter. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hey, I want to do a, a slow cooker recipe because I want to throw it in and leave. I want to go, yep. you know, I you know, throw it in and go shopping. So a slow cooker pressure cooker is a chapter. Ooh. You, that was a challenging chapter because Whenever I do soups and stews, I do it on the stovetop. And they said, hey, make some of your soups and stews slow cooker recipes. So I was like, Mm. man, I got to figure out how to convert these. And I had to play with and experiment and remake some of my recipes as slow cooker recipes that I always traditionally done as a stovetop. Wow. Did you, so did you have rounds of just like cooking things and it's just like, uh, this isn't right. And then you have to redo it. No, actually with the slow cooker ones, it wasn't that bad because slow cooker conversions are pretty, once you find the time conversions are pretty easy. Mm. It was just, um, like for like a chicken noodle soup or because with Puerto Ricans, we put sofrito in there and a few Mm. other seasonings that just aren't typical. And, uh, it was just, Hey, I'm not putting the noodles in for the whole time. Like you normally would i'm gonna pre-cook my noodles and drop them in right before i serve it because if not if you leave the noodles in the eight hours with everything else they become mushy yep okay so what i did you know i made the soup i I say make the soup in the slow cooker throw some noodles in a pot just throw it in right before you serve it that's great i mean this literally but this book literally does sound foolproof like someone like me could stumble into making dinner for my fiance and myself and i think that gives me confidence there you go. See? Yeah. Just go down, man. A hibarito, which is a steak sandwich, and then some arroz canules, man. That's, you can't get more Puerto Rican than that. All right. Yeah. No, I, I've had those things before. I know Margaret's had those things before and those dishes. And uh, so I can, I can confirm that my taste buds will enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> and did I see any drinks? Yes, right. Yeah, there's they asked for 22 non cooked recipes, and I'm thinking, man, Puerto Ricans deep fry everything. (laughs) These people are demanding, (laughs) so it's just like, it's like, how do I come up with 22 non cooked recipes? And I'm like, well, here's 15 alcoholic recipes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I figured that wasn't gonna, uh, you know, meet my promise of I'm gonna make something out of the book. Like, I didn't think I was gonna just make drinks. Oh, the first thing I made when I was like, okay, they gave me a copy of the book. I said, I'm going to film something for the book. I haven't posted it yet. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make the easiest thing. I made a mojito. 
There you go. <laughs> uh, referring back to the interview two years ago, you were laying off the sauce a, a, a little bit. And uh, is that still, has the quarantine, are you drinking more now in the quarantine? Or are you the only still... thing I've drinking since quarantine started was that mojito I made that I never put the video up. Okay. Okay. So still staying pretty straight laced in that area. Nice, yeah. It's, and it's like, I, I told myself if, and when all this is uh, cleared up and we can have a, a book launch party, then I'll get, that'll be my go out and drink day. Okay. But other than that, really, it, it really is, you know, other than the quarantine in the, in the time since the last interview, I, I really do one or two drinks a, a month and that's it. Yeah. I'm not really yeah. a big drinker. Yeah, no, it's all good. I want to just check in on that. And, uh, and even if you weren't, that's also okay. I mean, Chris you know, I do I have think. a 16 year old, so it is tempting to drink a lot to, Make those headaches go away, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speak well. Speaking of, uh, we do have some non. Uh, I, the lowdown of the book was fantastic. Ever, ever everyone who wants uh, to order it, an autographed copy, uh, t-shirt, book, and bundle. All those links are going to be in the description. If you're like on iTunes or SoundCloud, any disc any description basically for any app, it's going to be on twoyearsonface.com in the article, and we'll even put them on social media. So if you can't find them, that's on you. Um, but if you want to miss out on delicious Puerto Rican food, <laughs> easy to make. It's on you. It's yeah. On, it, yeah. That's, yeah, I agree. Um, but speaking of, there was a couple of mixed non-AGG uh, stuff mixed in here, but I wanted to check in. I know you post about your son a lot, which is great. I feel, I feel a lot of proud dad vibes coming from that. So I wanted to check in and just see how your family is doing. Are they safe and healthy and, uh, with all this stuff going on? We're doing good. Uh, my wife's back at work. She's a dental assistant. Okay. So she had to get used to all new uh, procedures in her office. My, my daughter loves this whole thing. Uh, we built her a fort right before isolation started. And okay. stayed up for almost two months. Wow, that's impressive. She is one of those, like, she, she, she doesn't mind being isolated and staying alone, you know? Yeah. So she, she enjoyed it. I'm working from home still. Okay. Uh, so... I, I don't know if you can see in the camera, there's a whole bunch of monitors over here. I've got three monitors. That's my office monitors. And I got two in front of me, which is my average guy gourmet monitors. So I've got like a little control center of five monitors over here. Nice. Separate business and pleasure, huh? Or business. The and problem is it's not separate. Business. I sit in the same three feet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he did separate though? From last time we were at his house, we saw a closet full of comic, comic books. And now they're neatly organized in an awesome shelf space. Yeah, I bought myself that for, it holds only about 5,000 of them. Only? Only 5,000. I've, <laughs> I've got over 17,000. Wow. So, so, so the, the ratio of YouTube followers to comics is right on par. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's almost one for one. <laughs> I buy, I get a new YouTube follower. That's the way it goes. Hey, Tony, do you ever? I guess that's a giveaway someday, right? Every yeah. Follower, that's <laughs> they're out the closet. Absolutely. Hey, do you ever play any Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, I play D and D. My my game, the last game I really played was Rifts, which is Palladium. Uh, I used okay. to be a huge RPG guy, and I'm trying to get like a group together for like a Skype Skype RPG or something. You know, just have some fun with some of my friends. Okay. Yeah. No, it's something I recently got into. And I wanted to, I feel like you would fall uh, based on your other hobbies. I feel like. Oh yeah. Used I used to like huge D and D guy, which led to so many other RPGs. Yeah. My, my old comic shop when I was in my early twenties 
in the basement, they had like a, a game night and I used to go, we'd play Car Wars, Marvel superheroes, D and D, all kinds of things. Cool. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. What was your, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what was your character? If you're, uh, I had a, I had two that I played a lot. I had a paladin and a, cl- and a cleric. So along the same lines. Yeah. You're uh, very a man of holy, a holy man, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah, me and holy man. <laughs> but yeah, those were the characters I played. So nice, 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 nice. Cool. Um, uh, and Anthony, how's he doing with like? Uh, is he still in high school? Right. Yeah, he's six. He just turned sixteen. Uh, as a junior, he'll be the starting running back for the varsity football team. Uh, the kid's deadlifts. His working weight is three hundred thirty pounds. Okay. Um, because we have a full gym in my garage. Okay. And he goes out and lifts for an hour and a half a day. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he scares me. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's like five nine. He's five nine, one hundred sixty five pounds, and uh, you know we mostly have a good relationship. When the arguments come, I'm just like, oh my god, he's going to want to throw hands. I don't know <laughs> I <can> do <laughs> yeah, I know he's he's going to become the master soon. But yeah, go Hawks. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean he qualified for state in wrestling, but that's when everything happened. He took third place in varsity conference as a sophomore after dropping 15 pounds to fill a hole. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. Cutting weight is a, a, I'll never understand. I understand it. I'll never be able well, to understand no, how someone does argue it. With it. I said, Hey, I mean, the only reason he did it is because uh, varsity had every spot filled for conference except for one. And he dropped to fill that spot. And I was so against it. I said, here's the thing is, instead of making him a lighter wrestler, train him to be a better wrestler at his weight. Yeah. And so the head coach was totally down with it and said, you know, because they, they asked if he could wrestle that weight for state series because they had nobody at that weight. And I said, no. And he bounced up back to his normal weight for the state series and qualified. He actually took third place in sectionals. So it was going to go down well placed for state. And then, like I said, everything came down. Right. Mm, okay. Well, I'm that it's cool. I think it's cool how you're a super involved dad and, uh, and yeah, I wanted to check in on that. We both did. Um, uh, believe it or not, this is a wrestling podcast. Have you been watching any, any wrestling lately? I've been watching mostly old stuff. Uh, I just can't get into wrestling with no crowds. Yeah. Even though like, uh, egotistical, fantastical Robert Anthony is one of my friends. So I've been Mm -hmm. checking out, making sure to check out the AEW darks, you know, with him on there. Uh, with him and Joe Alonzo, you know, because like I said, Eagle and I came up together. He started yeah. just a little bit before I did, so we're friends. So obviously I support when he's on there and everything. And so I make sure to tune into those. But other than that, I've been watching older wrestling, um, you know, just because I can't get into the no crowd stuff. I've been doing the watching the pay-per-views just because that way I know where it is when things go back to, you know, having crowds, but for the most part, right. I can't do the week to week shows and empty because there's just no excitement to it because, you know, no matter how good a match is, there's no it's, vibe. It's hard. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Absolutely. Yeah. I think GPA has echoed that as well, where he's just like wrestling without a crowd. It should just never be a thing. Um, the, the thing is though, this is making everybody be more creative with their, their wrestling because just 10 yeah. wrestling matches on a show with no crowd is a dead show. So everybody's having to flex their muscle. And the funny thing is you see people on both sides, the AEW and the WWE fans complaining about the other side saying, Oh, look what they did is so dumb. Well, no, they're trying to push the envelope and do something new and different. You know, so it's not dumb. They're trying to innovate. They're trying their yeah. best. to innovate. Right. All right. 
No, everyone's yeah. definitely trying new things. There was yeah. definitely there was a NXT like backlot brawl just like yesterday, and I think yeah. that was new to me. And, like, so like I was watching, um, obviously Money in the Bank in the last AEW pay per view, and they all did something different because you can't just have a match right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and yeah, so yeah. it's just like, well, it may not hit or you may not love it. It's different. They're trying to be. They're trying to come out of that box. Yeah, which, you know, is to be applauded. Yeah, and now's the time to do it, if any, because right. because if it not? hits now, then try it again when you have a crowd. It may it may hit better. Right, exactly. Uh, what did you think? Of, I watched uh, Ego's match against, uh, or when he was teaming with uh, Sean Spears or Ty Ty Dillinger. What did you did you watch that match? Yes, I did. What did you think of it? I like, dude. I love. I mean, the one thing I would always say about Ego is the second he steps through those ropes, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great hand to have in that ring. Um, and I mean, this is like going back to my personal wrestling history a little bit. Um, one of the matches I had with him was a match to get me over, but I had to lose the match. And, and I'm not gonna lie, Ego put the whole thing. He Eagle put the whole thing together, and that is a guy. Like I said, when he steps through those those ropes, he's all business and he knows what he's doing. He was able to put together a match, like I said, where I went under, but it put me over. Yeah. So, you know, it got the crowd behind me. It, it really got them to pop for me and cheer for me and follow me, even though I was the loser of that match. Yeah, that I mean, that sounds – everything you're saying sounds like everything that we – like Chris and I have watched at Freelance Wrestling for, like, the past four years. So I, oh, and, he's, he's definitely – especially the older he gets, the more calm he gets outside of the ring. He's a locker room general. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we've heard. We've heard, like, comfortability – as well like once like you said once he's in the ring he knows exactly what he has to do and there's no like swaying from that or no right it, it, it's it's it, his mind is so focused on accomplishing that that task or whatever that story is i mean he's a goofy guy but he knows his stuff yeah i think we've we and he's, yeah, he's about to that. wrestle he's about to wrestle jericho i believe right no mox oh is it mox yeah, yeah it's mox you're right so that'll be a fun one because I know him and Mox, they know each other. So, Yeah, they're framing it as a, a, a rematch from X amount of years ago. Right. And I want to say a decade ago almost. It's CZW? Like yeah, it's got to be pre-WWE. So. Right. Yeah, it's cool. I think it's, it's the coolest part is like when you hear all these people who are in the independence and all, so many people deserve opportunities, but you hear one like Ego who was – there at one point like was at the tip like in a major promotion i believe and it like mm-hmm. di- and it didn't work and you feel like he you know you want to see him more so at i think in a major promotion or just like the thing is, get that I shot think finally. the only thing that was a detriment to him when he was in i want to say it was fcw is he was young he was yeah. too young at the t- not not too young as an age but maturity level that like if the the robert anthony who's around now was there he would have been on tv all the time yeah no that's cool that's cool to hear because i really hope that i mean it's cool that they're bringing him back for another dark i feel like that's a good sign i don't know what the future holds but i I hope they keep using him oh so do i definitely especially when crowds come back (laughs) absolutely um uh so i didn't tell even tell chris this but i want to tell you guys something so recently i had a friend i'm not trying to get all uh too sentimental here but recently i had a friend who's battling depression um, and, and uh, he's going through physical rehab um, and he, so he, he's not, he's 
you know, every day when you're in physical rehab and he can't really walk right now and he's going through depression, there's a lot of stuff that's weighing on him. To cheer him up recently, what we did is, have you ever heard of that Cameo app? Has anyone ever heard of Cameo app? Yeah. So so we sent him a Cameo from Big E because he's a huge New Day fan. And he said it was the the best, verbatim quote, the best gift gift that he's ever received. Um, (laughs) So it blew it out of the park in terms of, uh, like and big and also didn't even know this when I was booking Big E for that. Well, first off, let me say that I <laughs> you booked, were booking Big E. Okay. That's what it says. That's the, the <laughs> they use they use the phrase in cameo book, act, you know, book this celebrity, book Big E. So it took me like like twenty twenty five minutes to do the write up and all this stuff just because I wanted to to say the right thing. Big E turned it around in ten minutes. Ten minutes I had my video. So props to him, and also. Big E actually found we found out that he's battled with depression as well. So didn't even mean to do that. That was just an irony. Um, so the reason why I'm saying this is first check out that app if you ever need to lift someone's spirits. Uh, we split I split it with like eight people and it was 16 bucks a person. Completely worth it. It ch- might have changed this whole guy's week or year. Um, the question to you, Tony, is if you were to receive a cameo message from any wrestler, who would you want it to be from? And what would you want them to say? Oh God, I, shoot. (laughs) God, man, see, like me, the guys, because I got to meet so many people. Yeah. I would have to say it had to be a legend like Steamboat. That was, that's the one guy I always marked out for as a kid that I never got to meet. Okay. It was always Dear Mrs. And like- You didn't meet him at at a Blitz show? No, I was I was uh, off a of blitz onto AAW by the time he came in. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a couple of dream matches. Like I wanted to work X Pac, and the funny thing is, no matter what happened, it was a bunch of near misses. Like I was booked to work X Pac, but I said, "Hey, I'm supposed to finish a feud on this date," and they're like, "Yeah, but we know you want to work X Pac." I said, "It doesn't make sense. I'm in the middle of a blood feud." That was mm-hmm. my fans bring the weapons match with Brandon Blaze. They, they're like, "We'll put it off a month," and I'm like. I'd love to work X-Pac, but it doesn't make sense to put this off a month. How do you break a feud just for a, a you know, a BS match? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But instead, you chose to get your face gashed. Right, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what, but you know what I'm saying? is like, So uh-huh. it was near misses on stuff like that. And the same thing with Steamboat is it was near misses on being able to meet him. Like, you know, somebody was going to book him. and didn't, Like, I know at one point AEW was going to book him, and it fell through. And, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just like all these little things is – is you know steamboat would be the guy and like even when yeah. i was doing my my arm drag early on with mike horning i did the the steamboat arm drag where you're up high and you post your arm you know and i was okay. doing like, like I, I wanted to be steamboat so something from him okay <laughs> literally anything from him acknowledging my existence <laughs> <laughs> no that's really cool yeah that was a that was a a, a right hook of a question uh but uh yeah i think you i think you answered really well i, I was think... gonna say i have used that cameo app for my son's 15th birthday oh cool who did you who did you book rg3 oh nice he's a big rg3 fan <laughs> well he's you know big football guy and rg3 was the biggest name that was reasonably priced okay and uh, when i gave it to him at first he thought i like did at first he thought it was for somebody else then when he realized rg3 was talking about him and his number and his football He's like, well, how'd you put those words over RGV3's face? <laughs> 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 you thought you dubbed like, it. 
yeah, yeah. that's exactly what he thought uh it's funny that's cool yeah it's an dude i you could honestly even if you're not gonna book uh, book someone i would recommend anyone listen to these podcasts just download the app and scroll through it for like an hour and, and look at all the people that are on there that's honestly worth your time it's so interesting but if you do not want to go on cameo and buy a video what you can also get it's an autograph book by tony regan yes <laughs> where can we find that autograph book the uh the autograph book okay so the non-autograph book is on amazon i gave you guys link there for that the autograph book yeah. and the book and t-shirt bundle the t-shirt i'm not selling outside of this bundle just so you guys know exclusive uh specific design those are on the averageguygourmet.com website the, like yeah if you want the autograph book or the the book and t-shirt combo that's me the book by itself is amazon and uh, do you sign like little notes like this? This book's awesome. Oh yeah, Maybe like uh, I, I've sold a couple awesome. of the, the autograph ones. Like one of them is actually an AAW fan who's been a fan from cooking everything since the beginning. And I, you know, I said, hey, you know, it's a, a fan who's always been awesome. You know, yeah. I try to work that in there. One was from a Puerto Rican lady who married a Greek guy, and you know, I told her, I said, hey, teach that Greek family of yours how awesome Puerto Rican cooking is. You know. I, I try to come up with some stuff and my handwriting is bad, but you know, yeah, <laughs> no, I think it's, I think, uh, and everything you do, just when you were, you just, when you were kind of talking about that, like you passed up a, a dream match of yours just for the booking sake. I think uh, you can tell that and anything you do, whether it's cooking or wrestling, you care and you just want to put out the best product for someone. So I, I think that that shows in everything you do. Oh, thank you. I, I try, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> great yeah uh what other uh i think i only have one more question and then we can let you have the floor but what any other what's next around the corner for average guy gourmet um i'm decided to do another book whether because the publisher asked me if i have any ideas so and i think i'm gonna go with a copycat book i'll write it up and pitch it to them if they don't decide to carry that one i'm gonna self-publish it so either way, the next thing out book-wise is going to be a book of copycat recipes, restaurants, stores, you know, things like that. Okay. Just because, uh, it seems that people like that. So I figure why not? And yeah. then uh, I bought myself an art tablet. I haven't drawn in a long time, you know, so I can draw straight to the computer. Mm -hmm. And I used to do a cartoon when I first started wrestling called Kayfabe Circus about the wrestlers. And uh, once I get things settled down a little bit, I'm going to start doing what I call uh, squared circus, which is about my life as a former pro wrestler who's trying to be a cook now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, definitely tag us. And if you start posting stuff like that, definitely tag us in and we'll share it because that sounds yeah. very interesting. That one's a little ways off. Like I said, I got to get used to this tablet. I just picked it up not too long ago, got, you know, and, and get used to drawing again. So that's awesome. Well, We'll look forward to that, but uh, Chris, did you have anything else before? I do. I got to ask. Okay. What's your favorite recipe out of that book? Yeah. Out of the cookbook? Yeah. Yes, Hibritos. By far. Hibritos. I okay. love them. Oh, my God. I love them. That there you go. That's, that's what I wanted to know so I can go to Carl and be like, look, out of Tony Regan's mouth, <laughs> this is what we're going to cook. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at them, and they, I'm looking at just Hibritos, and they look so good. So, so what is that bread or that it's a plantain plantain so it's what plantain. it is is it's a steak sandwich but instead of bread you use a flattened out fried plantain yeah i do know what plantains is i'm not that white i am a little cultured um 
because Margaret and I buy them and the people who are checking us out at the cash register, I think at like Aldi, ring them up as bananas and we get them for way cheaper because no one knows what a plant These are like, oh, there's <laughs> white people buying these. They must think they're bananas. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just... <laughs> My white privilege was showing for a second, but I promise <laughs> I promise, I know what a, a plantain is and I have eaten them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. I think we'll give you the floor then. Uh, if you have anything else to say or where can people find you, Tony, or where uh, uh, anything like that? Um, I'm on YouTube, Average Guy Gourmet. Every Monday and Friday, brand new cool recipe. Um, today, I just dropped a loaded queso dip. Literally just came out at 5 o'clock today. Um, and then, so Mondays and Fridays, new recipes there. Then every Wednesday, I do a copycat recipe over on Facebook, uh, which is Average Guy Gourmet. The only place I'm not Average Guy Gourmet is on Twitter. It's AGG Recon. So okay. Average Guy Gourmet, AGG underscore Recon. Um, I'm not that good at the tweeting. So conversate with me on there make me force me like if you guys if anybody's on twitter agg underscore recon hit me up get me tweeting okay. more I, i've got to become better at twitter i am on instagram average underscore guy underscore gourmet yeah, uh, I put yeah, yeah. On instagram. lots of i do a lot of stuff with the instagram stories more than the instagram posts themselves just because i, I find the them easy to use and more fun than like facebook stories okay so, cool and is is twitch taking a backseat for now yeah, because I decided if I'm going to go live again, I'm going to end up going live on YouTube because trying to convert, I, I had a decent following on Twitch. I made affiliate and everything, mm -hmm. but if I have almost 18,000 followers on YouTube, why am I going to try to recreate that on Twitch? Makes sense. You know what I'm saying? That's a good is, point. Is, um, that's actually what I'm saving up for now is a streaming laptop uh, because I don't, I, I have a, uh, my Mac is a desktop. It's not a laptop. Mm-hmm. So that this way I'm not trying to take apart my Mac, take it downstairs, you know, every time I want to film. Uh, so I'm, I'm saving up for a streaming laptop. And then that way I'm thinking maybe Sunday evenings at four or five, you know, throw a, a recipe out there a couple times a month and just do it live on, on YouTube because cool. I've already got the following there. Um, rather than, like I said, trying to rebuild the following somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So I, I am working towards, I don't know if you guys saw it, uh, me and Mike Pekovic, one of the owners of uh, AAW, along with Trent, uh, we did a Average Guy Gourmets, where I go out, this is before quarantine, we did this, where we go out to a restaurant, eat, BS with the owner, show the food, review it. And with quarantine starting to come out and end, I want to start doing these again. So if you guys know any, any places that want to have us come in film, go over to my Facebook page and check out the Big Sammy's one or the, the South Moon Barbecue. That's what I want to do is we're going to go mm -hmm. in chase the food let the owner talk tell us why his place is great you know what i mean and and stuff like that so that is a project that me mike pekovich and trent want to start working on together yeah i know i think the timing of that like places are opening back up um so they could probably they could probably use any help they need or they can get right, right. and that's the thing is is like we're looking at anything in the chicago or you know southern wisconsin area saying hey you know we'll take a saturday trip up there bring the cameras up We'll advertise it so people know that we're going there, that maybe they'll meet us there, you know, things like that. So, mm -hmm. so if you guys know anybody or want to tag people, tell them, check out my page and we'll, we'll set it up. I think, I think I got, I think I got a couple of mine. So I'll definitely, I'll definitely uh, shoot him your way. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to everything you're doing and uh, we're big fans and uh, looking forward to meeting. I'm trying to push this to be my full-time gig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, we're supportive of it. 
We are 100 percent supportive Absolutely. of it, and uh, we're jonesing to get back to an AEW show as well to see you as the first. So am I. That, yeah. that, that was my socializing and my time out, hanging out with people, and I haven't had that. Yeah, I know it's sad. <laughs> well, soon, very soon, soon, hopefully soon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it, Chris. You want to take us home now? Yeah, you can follow us on social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Our handle is two heels in a face, number two heels in a face. You can check out our website, two heels in a face.com. You'll definitely have links there for the Tony Regan cookbook merch and where you can find them online. And Charlie, where can people find our episodes? Yeah. Uh, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher radio, Google play, uh, weird Android apps. And uh, I think that's it. There you go. All right. Well, make sure um, you're okay, Tony. Real quick, and I know we're about to go, but we had this question: What happens to all the food that you make? So, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. My sons eat. I, I invite people over. Um, I've given food to neighbors. When work is in, I would bring a bunch of dishes to work because it's obviously more than I can eat. But we don't we don't throw anything away. That's a that's a huge thing. Is See, my Charlie, wife I told very you. big on not wasting food? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. Mystery uh, solved. Mystery solved. Exactly. We can case close. Fred from Scooby Doo has torn the mask off of this one, and we we found out who the murderer is. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Tony. Oh, yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you for your time. Me on. Of course.